Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. In our text that Minister Brandon led us responsibly reading, we find the situation where Jesus is preparing his disciples for his death. He was preparing them for the pain that they would experience upon his crucifixion. But our Lord and Savior also wanted to encourage them with an example of joy that they would experience at his resurrection. That example was one of an expected mother. It was an illustration that Jesus' disciples would understand well even though none of the disciples had ever experienced or could ever experience labor pains. But they could relate to the joy of seeing a newborn child. Jesus' point was that pain comes before joy. But the joy is of such magnitude that it makes a mother forget all about the pain she endured. On this Mother's Day, I beg your indulgence, doing something that I teach not should be done. Please allow me to take this text out of its context and put it in a modern day context for our benefit on this Mother's Day. I want to read Again, from the English Standard Version, verse 21 of John's Gospel, chapter 16. John writes the words of Jesus. When a woman is given birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembered the anguish for the joy that a human being has been born into the world. Jesus used two Greek words to describe the pain at childbirth. The first one is sorrow. King James Version tagged it as travail. Now the Greek connotation of this word is pain so severe that it totally consume the mind and cause agonizing grief. Some of you who ever experienced a toothache wonder that y'all don't have as much as we did when I was coming up because of dental care. But it hurts so bad you don't think about nothing else but the pain. The other word that Jesus used is anguish. This is suffering. Caused by tribulation, pressures, and distress. It's a medical term that has the idea of crushing something or squeezing. Now these descriptive words relate to physical. 
I'll say it again, physical pain a mother's body endures or experiences a childbirth. But as many of these mothers can attest, the pains of childbirth are most often more than just the pain they experience in their bodies. There are three areas that I want to consider, I want us to consider today, about the pains of motherhood. Present pain, past pain first, present pain and future pain. So we go through the first one, physical pain, which is past pain. Our scripture reference for this comes in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. The New American Standard Version, just the A portion that says, To the woman, he says, I will greatly, greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you will bring forth child. Now, I have been told, and I know a few gynecologists, that a man would die if he experienced the physical pain of childbirth. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not that we're wimps. It's not that we're wimps. It's just the physical makeup of our bodies make it incapable for us to endure the pain. That's why y'all got hips. <laughs> but that pain, that physical birth, and some of you guys do it very well, and I know you used to have a program on TV. Now, this brave woman, they were talking about childbirth, she was, don't give me this epidural, I'm going to do it naturally. By halfway through it, she said, you give me something, give me something. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to endure that physical pain. But there's also an emotional pain, which we call the present. Men, you are going through that right now. Genesis 3 and 16 says this. Can a woman, Isaiah rather, excuse me, 49, 15. Can a woman forget her nursing child, have no compassion on the son of her womb? And I can remember, Gail, you were probably a little bit too young, but me and Pat could remember some things that mother went through. And much of what she went through has made me who I am today. But the emotional strain and stress associated with a mother raising a child can zap the life out of her and drain her of her well-being. In other words, she don't live for self. She only lives for her children. And after the children are gone, she has no life. Now, there are countless of areas that this occurs in, but I, I, I'm just going to deal with six. And one of them have uh, another five part to it. These are emotional pains that 
a mother goes through who's raising children right now. Number one is sickness. No mother wants to see her child suffer. And when she can't do anything about it, it just bothers her. Now, I know it makes us feel good when mama kissed the boo-boo. But when the case is serious and your child is laying there and the doctors are trying everything and seem like nothing works. Joe, even in praying for that child, that mama goes through something for her child is ill. Number two, that growth period. The transition from infant to adolescent to teen to young adults. My daddy would say, hot toe mighty right here. This is, a, this is a tough one. First of all, you got parental peer pressure. You're under so much pressure because everybody else is doing one thing. And your child come on and tell you what everybody else is doing. Kamika can stay up to three o'clock in the morning. Her mother let her boyfriend come over late at night. And unfortunately, even in the church, parents experience peer pressure. What video do you watch? I let my child do it. And we just feel, mother feel compelled sometimes to give in, even though they know this is not best. Also on the transition from infant to adolescent to teen and young adult, is child peer pressure. The child be going through something and come home every day telling you about what everybody else is doing. And they're trying to hang in there. And you keep telling them to hang in there. And it gets harder and harder for them. You hurt for them. And then on the transition, as they go through this growth period, it's balancing the relationship of parents versus friends. Mary Hammond said this morning, faith development, that we're living in an environment where many children are raising parents. That's not your friend, that's your child. And I realize that there are a lot of young parents these days, but you're still a mother. I've been criticized for when we have these mothers uh, with these unplanned pregnancy in these early years for taking them out of the teen class and putting them in adult class. But my purpose is they're in a different environment now. But I do the same thing with the boys. If they don't father the child, they're no longer a teen. They're a father now. And they need to be taught responsibilities of that. So you need to go be with the men. Since you've grown, you need to be with the men. You, you committed a grown man act. 
you're going to suffer the grown man consequences. And also during this transition from infant, adolescent, teen to young adult, we have the school requirements, the involvement, the expectation. If you ain't involved in some of the schools, especially in these early age, you're making a serious mistake. You don't know what these people are teaching your kids sometimes, what books they're forced to look at. My wife, who wasn't a mother, but she'd been PTA president, and I had to be secretary right alongside because the secretary wouldn't do what they're supposed to do. But there's a lot of pressure. Kids come home with homework that they don't understand. And we've been out of school too long that we don't understand the old math, let alone the new one. <laughs> and the last thing under the transition from infant, adolescent, teen, and young adult is trying to help the child understand that discipline is love. The Bible tells us if we, if we love them, we will chasten them when they're wrong. In fact, and let me just use a literal loose translation, but the Bible says beat the hell out of them. I mean, that's what it says. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of punishment is because of us. Not because of what the child did. It depends on what mood we're in. Whether we got raised or whether we got fired. We forgive the child we got raised. We beat the hell out of them if they. If we got fired. We need to learn, this aside now from mama. That if we say we're going to do something for XYZ, then when XYZ occur, we need to do it. <laughs> Number three, and I don't know which one of you guys stole my thunder on this already, but the feeling of being overwhelmed, overworked, and unappreciated. Newsflash your mama's human. She got feelings just like you do. And all the things she does for you, you think coming to a Mother's Day service is going to wipe the thing clean. I don't think y'all got that. You don't gave her 363 days of hell, and you think one day, second Sunday in May, going to make everything plain. She deserves a meal today. What about next Sunday? And the following Sunday. Number four. Dealing with children let down and your disappointment. Every mother has expectation for her child. Every mother. And when you don't meet those expectations, it cuts it deep. You don't make promises that you don't keep. You disappoint her. She may say, that's all right, but it really ain't. She's just trying to keep peace. 
Number five, the hurt of having your child disregard wise counseling. You gonna bring him or her home to mama? Then do what mama says. Some of y'all ain't got that yet. Mama can look at another woman and say something that us guys can't see. Amen. And this is the last one. The difficult of cutting the emotional and biblical cord. If they grown, let them experience grown consequences. Listen, you are not their counselor. You're not their confidant. When they are married and have children on their own, stay out of their business. Cut that umbilical cord. You know, when we, when we have weddings, one of the things that we do, I know we do it here, who gives this woman to this man? For a long time, we said, the father said, I do. But recently, they come up with this new thing, the family and I. I heard something reading say her mother and I. I like that. Her mother and I. When you give them away, give them away. Too many mamas are trying to play wise. Oh, y'all, y'all don't get me. Trying to play husband. Look, that's his wife. That's her husband. You need to leave that alone because all you're doing is trying to create, is you're trying to help, but you're creating mess. Cut them biblical cord. They did that at the hospital. You need to do it at the altar. Mama experienced a past pain of physical, present pain of emotional, but she can also experience emotional and spiritual pain in the future. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 12. Your mother shall be only ashamed. She who bore you shall be disgraced. Now, can I preface this by saying that only a mother who has a saving relationship with Jesus will experience spiritual birth pains? Because you're not saying what you're going through is emotional pain. But a born-again mother experiences emotional as well as spiritual pain. Now, a mother pain for her child when it's a spiritual pain is that the child born of her body will one day be born into the body of Christ. Say it again. 
the child that was born on her body will one day be born again in the body of Christ. The words of Jesus in Matthew 23, 37 kind of typifies that. It says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who killed the prophets and stoned those who had sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together and weigh a hen gather her chicks under her wing. And you were unwilling. Jesus himself experienced this pain of wanting God's people to come back to God. So if you fall in any of these categories, then you are experiencing spiritual birth pain. Number one, if you find your prayer life centered around your child, And I said sit around. That's a lot of things you pray for. But you find yourself sitting around your child more than anything else, longer than anything else, for as long as you've been doing it, you're going to spiritual motherhood pains. If you struggle with letting go and letting God deal with your child, Oh, you know how it is. I'm through with that. I'm going to give it to God and come to the altar. But you find yourself wanting to hold on to it. You're trying to let go, but you can't. You're struggling. You're dealing with that spiritual birth pain. And at the very thought of the consequences of their lifestyle and their life choices, it's unbearable. You can't think about it. Again, we mentioned in faith development that hell is real. And when you are a mom and you, you are not sure your child is saved, trust me, it bothers you. Because every saved mother desires for a child to be saved. Notice the word desire said there. Because the Bible says that he'll give the desire of your heart. But God has so decreed that each individual must come to Jesus on their own accord. And this is more than just words of thee. It's a life change that mama can see. So we prepare to have the invitation to discipleship. I want to caution you. As much as I love to see people walk out in the aisle, I don't want you to make a decision based on emotions. Mom is here. Maybe she's not. Maybe she's gone on. But you feel guilty because you didn't do everything you should have done. And now here on Mother's Day, invitation is given and you want to make it right. I want you to make a decision because it's the right thing to do. I'm a product 
of my mother and my sister, Pat and Mama. Prayer. But more than that, I'm a product of my mama's mama's prayer. Lily Woods Calmack. Who prayed years for David. Grandma Lily died without ever seeing her grandson saved. But I'm here. And I believe if I had been able, I was in the military, attend her funeral, that at the moment the invitation may have been given, I would have been so emotional because I love my grandmother that I would have just, like I did so many times, say, yes, I believe. But it didn't take root. So, Mama, I'm going to tell you today, keep planting seeds. You keep planting seeds. Let the preacher water. And God will get the increase. Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.